It's time for the podcast with two guys whose BMI is higher than their IQ. It's the Morning Five, sponsored by Smith's Floor Coverings. This is a double cheek push here. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Our pet's heads are falling off! Guess what today is? I like turtles. Up day! Up day! You're my boy, Blue! Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! I don't know how long this is going to last. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It's the morning five for August 30th. And boy, do we have a show for you. We've got your normal Wednesday pop culture, which is awesome. Uh, The Braves won last night, which is even more awesome. And then we've also got NFL Cut Day, which isn't as awesome, but there's some interesting names out there. Let's get started with Bryce. Today is National uh, Toasted Marshmallow Day. Yeah, when do you ever eat toasted marshmallows, but you don't make them into s'mores? I've seen people do it. Believe it or not. I just, you know, if you're going to go to the trouble with getting marshmallows and toasting it and making a bonfire and such, like, just just get just get a graham cracker and some chocolate and make the s'mores, man. You know what I mean? You put the mallow <laughs> on the graham. The chocolate on the. <laughs> How can I have s'more of something if I haven't had anything to begin with? That scene, man. It that is. Scene will, it's great. It's that, that that movie has so many iconic scenes in it, man. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of just toasted marshmallows by themselves. Like it's. I. Uh, I don't know. Is this. Yeah. 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 Hard pass for me yeah. on the toasted marshmallow. But if we're toasting a marshmallow to get to the end product of a s'more. But I'm on board for that. I, I'm a, I'm a I like s'mores. S'mores are s'mores are pretty good. Uh, that might be shocking to a lot of people that listen to this podcast. That uh, s'more is kind of a, a sweet treat, and uh, I, I I like s'mores. I, I you know what I you know what I love s'mores. Now that we're on the vein of s'mores, have you ever had the s'more pop tarts? Yes. Oh man, those are good. Yes, those are. Hey, uh, s'more of what? What? No, they're called s'mores. S'mores Pop Tarts. S'mores what? You're killing me, Billy. (laughs) (laughs) Braves beat the Rockies 3-1 yesterday uh, behind a beautiful performance by Charlie Morton. Yes, sir. Marcelo Zuna had three RBI, or excuse me, two RBIs. Uh, Sean Murphy threw in the other one. uh, Charlie Morton, six innings pitched, three hits, one earned, and eight Ks. Wow. Yes, please. Oh, yeah. Okay, Uncle Chuck. (laughs) Yeah, it, keep it, shoving, in baby. Colorado. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In Colorado, that's we were talking about this yesterday, uh, and I, I think the line for Morton was at two and a half earned runs. And you and I both said, "Well, it's it's in Colorado, so yeah." The fifteen ERA career in Colorado. Uh, yeah, I I said I said absolutely over two and a half. Like it's Colorado. Anytime you get two and a half from a starter, you take that in Colorado. And he went under it. He's been spectacular. Over those last four starts, Charlie has allowed just one earned run in 24 innings pitched with just 12 hits allowed and 33 strikeouts over that span. Jesus, dude. What a... That is a... You know, I I was kind of early in the season, really throughout this entire season, I kind of said, you know what to expect out of Morton. You're going to get between usually five to six innings and probably give up three to four runs. That's just where Morton's at in his career right now. And that's... That held pretty strong most of the year, but this through this month, the month of September, 
he has been uh, absolutely, I mean, in the month of August, excuse me, uh, he has been absolutely killing it, dude. He's pitched 21 and a third innings. He has a 1.91 ERA in that span. He's given up, in the month of August, he's given up 16 hits, allowed six earned runs, and has struck out 37 batters. Insane. Dude, he is just having an insane month right now, and the, the other thing about Charlie Morton, and I say this every time we talk about Charlie Morton, is he has gotten a decision in every game but two this year. So he's pitched in 27 games, and he has earned a decision in every game but two, which is uh, obviously us in the morning five, not big fans of the win-loss record you know, stat. It just doesn't, it doesn't really matter. But the fact that he's gotten a decision in every game but two, that sort of goes to show that a, he's pitching deep into games, and he's pitching deep enough into games to where he, the, you know, the Braves are allowing him to exit with a win a lot of times. He's fourteen and ten on the season, um, but yeah, the ERA, the ERA in the month of August is just one point nine one, dude. What a month! What a month out of Charlie Morton. That'll do. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. If, that, if that doesn't get you close to pitcher of the month, I don't know what will. Has to because I, 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 yeah. He's, he's four. He's four and one this month. Like I said, one point nine one ERA, thirty seven Ks. He has to win NL Pitcher of the Month, I would think. Price Braves are forty one games over five hundred. Jeez, man, that's this Braves team is an absolute wagon. And and we went we went over it. We kind of argued, back, not really argued, but just discussed if this was the greatest Braves team of all time. And it seems like night in and night out, they all they do is go out and try to prove that they are, in fact, the greatest Braves team of all time. Magic number down to 19 now. Magic number down to 19. Uh, the Phillies are 8-2 and two over the last 10, and the Braves are 7-3, and three, and the Braves still have a 12-and-a-half game lead. Yeah, 12-and-a-half game lead, 13 in the loss column. Uh, doing a lot of good things. Doing a lot of good things. Um, I did see that the... Have you have you heard of this Waldrop kid that's apparently making noise down? He was making noise down in single A. No, Hurston Waldrop. I, I haven't heard of him either. I was reading an article about him this morning when I woke up. He he's been promoted to double A. He got promoted to double A yesterday, and apparently there's like a lot of steam behind this kid. There's a lot of hype behind him. I haven't heard of him. I didn't know who he was. Um, okay. But yeah, Hurston Hurston Waldrop might be a name to keep uh, keep an eye on. For when the rosters expand, we think on September first. Uh, he's just in Double A now, so maybe he won't make the big league roster this year. Uh, but yeah, Hurston Hurston Waldrop is, uh, is one of those guys to uh, to keep your eye on. I think coming up in the next maybe next season if he doesn't get called up this year. Uh, a race to watch, Bryce. Mm-hmm. May not. It's obviously not the National League East. No, but certainly not. If you if you look at the American League West. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Seattle, Texas, and Houston are all tied for first. Holy crap. All, wow. all of them. That's awesome. At, at 75 and 57 or 76 and 58. They're all tied for first right now. And Los Angeles and Oakland are 12 and a half and 36 and a half games back of those, but still. What a I mean, race. When you've got three teams right now that are tied for first, and we're almost at the beginning of September, that's a good thing. That's great. I'm going to start paying attention to that race, man. That's going to be great. 
Oh, gosh. Uh, Braves will have the finale of uh, the Rocky series tonight, right? It's not a yes. four-game series. It's a three-game no, series, right? it's a, th- right? a three-game series. Yeah, tonight's uh, tonight. I don't know if they've announced the starting pitcher yet for tonight. Last time I checked, uh, both pitchers were TBA tonight. 8.40 is the start time. Um, and it looks like uh, it's going to be Vines versus Freeland. Vines is that new kid I think we called up, right? Yep. Yeah, Darius Vines. A 25-year-old kid out of Oxnard, California. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what he's got. Billy, are you a fan of weighted runs created plus WRC plus? Uh, yeah, I am I, to an extent. Yeah, um, I, I, I haven't heard about this stat. So th- uh, this is a new one for me. Um, so WRC plus, just for people that don't, don't don't know what this is, this is one of those those uh, uh, stats that you know nerds use okay uh an average an average major league major leaguer is at 100 for wrc okay okay anything over 100 is above average and well above average okay um one of the stats that i was just looking at as we were talking is ronnie uh ronald acuna has played 523 mlb games with ozzy albies and 121 games without ozzy albies Ronald Acuna Jr.'s WRC Plus without Ozzy is 115. So above average. That's good. Above average. Yeah. His WRC Plus with Ozzy in the lineup is a 147. And what's his WRC Plus this year alone? Um, I don't Because it's probably, I, I thought I saw it was like 160s, 165, 170. Well, let's see if I can find that real quick for you. Shouldn't be too hard. I'm sure our good buddies at Baseball Reference have that. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Where would that take the control? WRC. Uh, I don't know. It's not on Baseball Reference. That's weird. No, it's not. It's on. Oh, what's the other one? Um, baseball Savants? Maybe. Baseball Savants. That's a good one, too. If nobody's If nobody's ever gone to Baseball Savant. Baseball Savant's pretty cool. They have a the baseball ex- baseball Savant has a lot of um, uh, like a lot of exit velo and expected uh, you know ball in play expected average. Let me see if Baseball Savant has it. WRC. Oops, I'm excited it. to see Darius Vines tonight, Bryce. Um, I know that you're looking looking that up, but I'm gonna talk about Vines real quick. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see this kid and see what he's got. He had a two something ERA. In Triple A Gwinnett, and I'm I kind of want to see what he can do against uh, the Rockies, and it's a good it's a good team to go up against. Yeah, welcome into the major leagues. Go pitch in, uh, go pitch in. Um, is it Coors Field still? It's not Coors Field still, is it? Is it still Coors, Coors Field? Uh, his WRC plus now is 166. It's on Fangraphs. Yes, yeah, that's what it is. So yeah, 166, 166 this year, but his his uh, WRC plus with Ronnie in the lineup is 30 percent higher. Yeah, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool. That's yeah, yeah. I just you, I, one of the things I just looked at baseball savants. So, well, the thing I like about this is I, it just has a lot of nerdy stats on it. it. It shows exit velo, percentage of you know batting average with the balls batted in play. Um, I don't know. It explains it better on here. It, it's got a lot of cool stats. Uh, his twenty twenty three percentile rankings. Average exit velo, 99th percentile. Max exit velo, 98th percentile. Hard hit percentage, 98th percentile. 
Uh, ex- let's see. Expected batting average, 100% uh, percentile. Expected slugging, 99 K percentage, 97. Barrel percentage, 90. Base on balls percentage, 83. Like, <laughs> dude, the his arm and strength Mookie. is at a 98th percentile. <laughs> and Mookie Betts is the freaking MVP. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. I, I In some of these, I don't even know what this means. Like, uh, XWOBA, expected on base average? Yes. Maybe he's at the 100 percentile. All right, uh, let's get to the NFL cuts. Uh, yesterday was the official day to get the rosters down to 53, and uh, there were some pretty substantial cuts over the course of the Falcons. Um, or, excuse me, over the NFL. Let's talk. Let's start with the Falcons first. Parker Hesse and Justin Ellis were cut yesterday. Um, wasn't really expecting that, um, but, I, I mean, I get it. Parker Hesse, the tight end... Um, I can't remember. Justin Ellis was a defensive player. Yes, right? yeah, defensive player. Yes, yeah. Um, he's they've been cut. I can understand Ellis, uh, Parker, Hesse. I've you know they had tight ends. They want tight ends, and for him not to not to be there, he must have done something. Uh, let's think, start with I the think Giants. That's the one that surprised me the most is Hesse because he he was a really good run blocker. He wasn't going to feature much in the passing game, but. He was going to be probably your best run-blocking tight end on the team, I thought. Uh, and, and them cutting him, it kind of surprised me. Uh, on the Giants, Cole Beasley and Jamison Crowder. Yeah. Uh, Cole Beasley. Maybe maybe uh, the Jets will pick him up, and him and Aaron Rodgers can be vaccination buddies. I thought you know, you'd know you want him back in Dallas. I don't know. I don't even know who the hell's going to be throwing the ball out in Dallas. So I, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know, dude. I don't, we'll see what that team looks like when the season starts. In Philadelphia, Ian Book and Trey Sermon. Yeah, I didn't know Ian Book was still in the league. Uh, so that's kind of surprising that he's a still trying to make a team. And I just from an Ohio State standpoint, I hate to see Trey Sermon didn't make a team. Yeah, even though it was one year, that's the that's the only one thing. That's the weird thing about it. Like Trey Sermon was a Buckeye for one year, yeah, but we still love him. Absolutely, like, we, he was a Buckeye man. Yeah. Like he same with Joe Burrow. Like uh, he, you know, we, we still we still love Joe. Uh, every every Buckeye fan loves Joe Burrow. I mean, it just you know, it is what it is. In Carolina, Debo, uh, Deion Jones is has been cut. Uh, yeah, what? They just the Panthers just signed him to a deal. The former Pro Bowler, like they just signed him to a deal a couple months ago. I I don't know. I'm shocked. I think this guy still has a good two or three years of playing productive football. Uh, I know he didn't grade out terribly fantastic last year, but or uh, in 2022, like I, I don't I don't know. I, I was pretty shocked by this move. So somebody's gonna pick him up. Deion Jones isn't gonna be a free agent for very long. In Los Angeles, Austin Trammell has been cut by the Rams. Yeah, I think this was one of those. I think there was just too many people in front of Austin Trammell. That, that's a big name, though. That's a free agent that somebody is definitely going to pick up. Trammell's not going to be a free agent for very long. He, he graded out pretty well last year. I had, a, had a couple receptions, didn't get a lot of playing time. Um, but uh, I, I think Trammell probably, he'll land somewhere on his feet. With Bill Belichick. Trace McSorley, <laughs> Ty Montgomery the second, Quadre Mosley, and Bailey Zappi all have been cut. <laughs> they have one quarterback. What? They have Mac Jones. That's it right now. Now, 
a lot what? of these a lot of these cuts happen, and they do sign uh, the guys after the cut. There's a lot of there's a lot of cap space gymnastics that's going on. And, yeah, yeah. It, because with with a veteran, I don't remember how long it is. With a, with a veteran that's played in the league for so many times, if he's on the roster for week one, his entire season salary is guaranteed. So what a lot of teams do is they try to bridge the gap in between the preseason and week two with a kind of a shorter depth chart. And then when week two rolls around, they will sign uh, some veterans to fill the holes because then their contracts are not fully guaranteed for the entire season because they were not signed by week one. So I would be very shocked if uh, Billy zipping the ball zappy wasn't back in the Patriots uh, uniform before the season start or before week two. Um, but I, I don't know, and I don't know if Billy Zappi is eligible for that veteran thing. I would maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how many years you have to play. Uh, but yeah, Trace McSorley, Ty Montgomery the second, Quandre Mosley, and Billy Zip on the ball, Zappi, all being cut by the Pats is it's the most Bill Belichick thing ever. Typical. Yeah. Uh, in Houston, a former Buckeye and a former um, Wolverine being cut. Chase Vinovich, Winovich. And uh, Nick Vanette both have been cut by the Texans. Hate it for Nick. Hate it for Nick. He's a good guy. Um, I've actually had I actually had lunch with Nick uh, Nick Vanette one time. He's super nice, man. Very very nice dude. Uh, he never really made a huge impact in the NFL, so I, I hate seeing. I kind of understand why he gets cut, but I hate to see it. Uh, Chase Winovich, though, man, that's that's sort of surprising. I thought he did. I thought he played pretty well last year. They must have seen something. I mean, the Texans are going to be dog crap this year. So for Winovich to get cut from the Texans team, like that's that's very surprising. I wouldn't be shocked if Winovich ends up on a roster at some point in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I think Winovich could be. I, I think he will be pretty good. Like I know he's 28. He's been in the he's been in the league for four years now. I think the, I think this will be his fifth year. Um, wow. Yeah. So I I, w- I wouldn't expect Winovich to be a free agent for very long. I think he'll land somewhere. Um, but yeah, two names getting cut by the Texans, who are going to be, who will probably be the worst team in the NFL, and the worst one of all in Tampa Bay, CJ Brewer. Yeah, I hate that dude. I really, really thought CJ was going to make this fifty-three uh, man roster. He played really well in the preseason. Uh, he was, he was even on you know Tampa Bay's depth chart as the number three defensive tackle. Uh, so, you know, maybe it's one of those things where CJ gets picked up on the practice squad, gets picked up somewhere. He, he played well. He played really well. So this was this was one of the more shocking cuts, in my opinion, uh, for, for all the ones that we have seen. So hopefully, hopefully CJ lands on his feet somewhere. Um, I know, I assume he will be back in the uh, in the XFL uh, playing playing this spring um, unless he picks up on a, uh, on a on an NFL team. So hopefully CJ lands on his feet, man. I was very surprised by that. Hopefully he'll get signed to a practice squad after the fact. Bryce, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, Wednesday. Pop Culture Wednesday. Pop Culture Wednesday. Today we are doing our top five favorite video games of all time. Yes. Something near and dear to my heart. I'm throwing this out there. I am not. So Bryce plays a lot more video games than I do. Very true. Okay? Um, and most of the video games that I play are sports related. I was not one of the RPG guys. Um, I suck. I suck at Halo and any first person shooter games. Um, I am absolutely. Awful. I love playing Halo. We Dude. played a ton of Halo. 
college. That's that's why Halo. I failed college was because of Halo Three. I I probably Halo. would have passed college if it weren't for Halo Three. Halo Two came out like the first month of college. Mm. When I was there, so fun. You remember the double <laughs> SMGs? Oh, yes. on the pit, man. Oh, dude, it was. I, Halo One through Three were so just iconic and amazing. And I remember in middle school uh, modding my computer that we had in computer lab so that it could play the original Halo. Nice. Yeah, we had a we had a we had a little LAN party set up where we would connect four or five computers together in computer class and, and play uh, Halo and you know multiplayer Halo. Yeah, you we did the same thing. We had a LAN party going across the dorms. So good. <laughs> Four different Xboxes hooked up, and you could definitely tell when I died because I would always scream out the one, you know, expletive. <laughs> um, all right, let's start five to one. Uh, you, you start with yours. All right, so five to one. Uh, at number five, I have a game called Rome Total War. It's probably a game that a lot of people haven't heard of. It's an older game. Came out, maybe came out somewhere between 02 and 04, I think, and it is still the most realistic ancient Rome battle simulator. Uh, it's very, very cool. There's a bunch of different factions on there. You can fight with the Gauls or the uh, the Greeks, the Thracians, the Romans, obviously. And it's all about you trying to take over kind of the Rome Empire. You start with one of the, the, the big name houses in ancient Rome. Um, you, you can, you know, you can be uh, you know, wh- whoever you want to be. There's three big factions in Rome. Scipii, um, uh, Julii and Scipii, Julii. I forget the other one. Um, but it, the the battle simulator, how they simulate the battles with the archers and the phalanx uh, and, and the heavy cavalry. There's even there's even uh, armored elephants in this. It's really realistic. It's the most realistic ancient Roman battle simulator ever created. So it's pretty cool being able to control like old uh, phalanxes with triarii and stuff, and, and being able to uh, rage war with them. It's really fun. Uh, at number five, I have the greatest football game ever made. It's hey, ESPN. You just said number five. Oh, excuse me, number four. At number four, I have the I have the greatest NFL football game ever made. ESPN NFL Football 2K5. Uh, nobody has come out with a video game after that that's been better than NFL 2K5. The presentation, uh, Berman doing the pregame, uh, halftime, and postgame is absolutely amazing. The fact that you can run your own kind of face of the franchise type deal uh, and buy upgrades for your house and the upgrades in your house provide different in-game boost stats is really neat. The physics and the mechanics for the tackling, the throw, uh, the passing, the running, the catching by the wide receivers, it still has not been matched in any NFL football game since then. It is the best NFL football game ever made. And the fact that you could go first person in 2k5 before any other video game even thought about that was it was just groundbreaking uh and there's still a massive community online that's keeping this game alive with mods and roster updates and all that stuff so you can you can play this year's roster uh with espn nfl 2k5 greatest nfl game ever made uh yeah dude it's so it's so cool it's so cool they've added a couple graphical tweaks to it but the graphics still kind of they're from 2K5, or they're from 2005, so they're still meh. Uh, the the greatest football game overall, maybe NCAA football game, uh, NCAA football 2007. It was my favorite. I put more time into this into this football game than ever. I have so many memories going back and 
uh, different plays and stuff that are just, I, you know, they're burned into my memory. Uh, the, you know, the um, the Campus Dynasty stuff, I think, came out around 07. The, the, the um, recruiting and everything in 07 was great. Uh, you know, the, I probably have 40 or 50 games that I remember almost every single play of that I played with my friends uh, with NCAA 07. Um, the, I love this game. I love this game so much. And I cannot wait for the NCAA franchise to be revamped next year. Uh, at number two, the most fun NFL game, the most fun football game that I've ever played, NFL Blitz. The over-the-top absurdity to this game when it first came out blew my mind. Uh, it's I, such a fun Dude, it's it's still fun. I still I have this on my on my computer. I have the N64 emulator with the NFL Blitz ROM on it, and it, this game is still fun. Like me and the boys still play this game, and the over-the-top nature of it it blends wrestling and football together. Uh, and like I, you know, you can still remember some of the iconic uh, play calls, like the bomb. You know, it's it's just it's great. You can catch fire. You can put in codes to be like. Raiden from from Mortal Kombat or be tiny or be huge or it's uh I, it's just so much fun it is just absolute an absolute blast and then the number one greatest video game ever made the best multiplayer game once again I still play this game with my boys it's a little different now because first person shooters have changed so much it's 007 Goldeneye the, oh man Goldeneye back in the day I mean this 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 was this was back in the day where you had to play on one one TV screen. So like the the videos you see or the pictures you see of like a cardboard box taped on the TV screen and one person sitting below and the other person sitting up top. Yeah. That way you couldn't see each other's screens. That's real, guys. That's 100% real. You didn't want you didn't want one person to know where you were. You wanted to hide somewhere with a golden gun and surprise them when you came around a corner. So. Uh, 007 Goldeneye, one of the most iconic uh, video games, and especially one of the most iconic uh, video game music of all time. It's right up there with Halo. The dan -dan 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 -dan. I know that's on all James Bond movies, but as far as video games go, dude, it's just so iconic. Just so iconic. So, yeah, 007, my number one video game of all time. Awesome. All right, uh, let me start with number five. I've got the Madden series, and I'd say the Madden series because it's pretty much the same video game every single year. It's very true. Um, but I, I, I legitimately enjoy playing it. Like, I play it with my kid now. Um, I've been playing Madden since it came out. Um, it's I've been playing it a very, very, very long time. So it's uh, it's one of those games that I, I enjoy playing. And, and my, now my kid starts playing. And, and he still tries to talk-ish with me, which is funny. Because he's, he's nine, and that's fun. Do you make him cry uh, and quit at halftime? No. <laughs> Uh, sometimes, yeah. yeah. So you have when to. I'm, you have to. I mean, you have to. Yeah, there's, there's some days that I do. Um, number four, I've got Double Dribble. Um, I can't tell you the countless amount of hours that I played on this game. And this was Double Dribble on NES, the original <laughs> Nintendo system. I don't think I ever played this. I don't think I ever played Double Dribble. Double Dribble was so much fun. Um, there was a glitch to it. Um, if you hit a certain spot in the corner. Oh, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> the corner three. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was awesome. So I, I I spent countless hours playing this game because it was actually a lot of fun. And, you know, you know me in basketball. Like, basketball is not my, huge, my main sport, but I had a, I had a lot of fun playing did, this game. Did you ever play um, uh, NBA Street back in the day for an N64? 
Uh, no, because I've never had an N64, but I did. I played it a couple times, but not like I didn't get a chance to play it a lot because of the fact that I didn't have it. So anytime I played it, it was at somebody's house or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was pretty. It was like it was like the Blitz version of for basketball. It was pretty fun. It was it was just kind of goofy. Uh, number three, and, and again, I'm showing my age here. Um, I played a ton of the original Super Mario Brothers um, on Super or on Nintendo NES. system. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, when I mean a ton, I mean a ton. I I played that game over and over and over again, and I, it was it was such a fun game, and that was that was the whole purpose of it, you know. And the graphics sucked because it was 1985 but you know screw it it was it was a lot of fun i don't i don't remember what my first mario brothers game was that i played it was on the it was on the snes it was on the snes it wasn't on the nes um i think it was like super mario brothers 2 or something like that was the first one i ever played all of them were fun yeah yeah they're all you know i think uh, side scrollers are are coming back now in a little niche market inside the video game community, man. Uh, some of the some of like I think people are getting tired of these AAA video games with millions of dollars being invested in them and them costing seventy to eighty dollars just to have a a complete crap game. Um, side yep. scroller, yeah, side scroller games are sort of coming back into a, a niche indie market in the video game system. It's pretty cool. Uh, number two, I've got NCAA fourteen. Um, as an adult, I have played countless hours on this game um it's it's a lot of fun it was the last game that has come out and ever since it came out i mean i have played a ton of hours on it so um i i love the game i can't wait for the new one and well i can to an extent because now it means i've got to buy a ps5 um, absolutely baby <laughs> because uh i've got to have this game billy, you know what i mean billy, do you know what the last video game i played was what NCAA 14 uh it's, it's a good one it's a great one uh and then my number one this this game is very much like Madden but it changes every single year and gets better every year in my opinion and that's MLB the show um I've been playing MLB the show since it came out I think 07 06 somewhere around there it's been out for a while, like in the mid two thousands, and it originally it was only through PlayStation, and now it has started to go cross platform next. Really, Xbox? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Um. So Xbox people can actually have it now, and I, I they can play. You can play Xbox people in online too. Oh, cool. So PlayStation. Yeah, it, it's it's really cool. So. Um, I I love this game. Uh, the amount of hours that I spend on Road to the Show, um, the amount of hours that I spent on uh, the franchise mode. Oh God, the the World Series that I've won on franchise mode over, for the Braves over the past you know however many years, fifteen years that this game's been out. I've the Braves would have had many many parades, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever have you ever tried out of the park baseball? No, because out of the park baseball costs money, and I I haven't I haven't uh, spent spent the money on it. I I think you would like that. I think you would love out of the park baseball, man. It's a it's a it's a GM type game where you have to manage rosters and salary. 
uh, and you have to call people up, you know, send people down. It's like, um, uh, I, I know you, you haven't played it. You probably haven't ever played Football Manager, but it's like it's like a very in-depth baseball game without the actual game of baseball being played. If that makes sense, it's more of a it's more of a manager GM game. I think that I think out of the park baseball would be right up your alley, man. I think you would spend hours on that. Yeah, probably. One of the cool things about MLB The Show too, I'm sure Gavin's the same way. It it teaches kids about older baseball players that they've never seen play ever, you know, or, or they they won't ever see Gavin? play. Gavin's and and this is had nothing to do with me, and I love it because it, it was my second favorite. Gavin's favorite baseball player right now is King Griffey Jr. He never saw him play. Yeah, he was retired well before he was born, but he loves he loves King Griffey. That's awesome, and it's his favorite player. Yeah, and it's because of this game. That's cool. He dude. loved like talks about like because of uh diamond dynasty which is you can have players from the past the 60s 70s you know it doesn't matter because of that he understands based a little bit more of baseball history than you know what you and i were going growing up it was we were learning about baseball history from books and baseball cards. yeah he's learning it from this video game and playing with these players themselves which is awesome i think that's an underrated feature in mlb the show like it's uh, you, you know i think that's really really cool teaching kids about the past you know you got babe ruth lou gehrig hank aaron like all the greats stan musual ted williams like there's so many greats on there and it's You're teaching wrong. kids about them madden does the same thing to an extent it doesn't have i don't think it's got the um we don't support as, madden in this house <laughs> do you not i hate ea no i try i try to I try to give them as little money as I possibly can. If they have a Madden video game, it's usually not because I purchased it. Well, if it's EA, I mean, honestly, because EA is going to be who uh, NCAA football is out with. <sighs> Don't remind me. I know. <laughs> I hate EA right. so much as a company. They are the worst video game company of all time. They are uh, just... I could have an entire podcast about how crappy EA is as a company, um, but we don't we don't have time on, on this podcast. <laughs> uh, Billy, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night. Uh, we had a bunch of softball games. All got done, I think, before the storms hit last night, so that's great news. Bremen beat LFO 3 to nothing. Not sure how they're still ranked number four in the state, but whatever you say there, pal. There's three teams better than Bremen, apparently. I haven't seen them yet this year. Uh, Carrollton versus Pebblebrook. Billy, do you have a score on this one? I couldn't find anything this morning. No, and I was just about to text uh, that parent, but I realized inside it's contact. It's six thirty. I don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> tell them to wake up. And get, tell them to wake up and give us a score. You know what? You would think the sports information director out there in Carrollton would do a little bit better job of updating scores. What a bum! <laughs> what a bum. <laughs> we love you, Matt Skinner. <laughs> uh, Central beat Cedartown three to nothing. Good job by those Lions. <laughs> Uh, Harrelson County played Gordon Central last night. Do not have a score from that one either. Uh, Billy, the game you were at last night, Heard County beat Temple eight to nothing. Yeah, six. Uh, it was six to nothing after the first inning. Uh, a grand slam by Maddie Denny put him up six nothing um, after they had already scored two. It was it was a good first inning route uh, at the beginning. I hate it for Temple. Uh, Temple just. Honestly, man, like Temple's Temple's got a lot of fight in them, and they're gonna they're gonna turn some heads this year. I promise you. I promise you. They've got a good team. They've got. It's just they ran in. Her county was has been ticked off because they don't feel like they've been playing 
Heard County softball properly, and they played it last night. I, yeah, I think Temple just caught Heard County at the wrong time. Temple's still a really, really good softball team, um, and and losing eight nothing to Heard County last night is absolutely nothing to hang your heads. Heard County, back to back to back state champions. It was cut off in the at the end of the fourth inning, so we were about to go to the fifth, and then the coaches come out and talk with the umpires, and I was like, it's not raining. There's no thunder. There's no lightning. Not, like, visible. And they're like, yep, we're going to call it. That's surprising in a region game. Yeah, me too, man. Wow. I was like, what? Wow. Um, yeah, I, I'm interested to see where Temple goes from here because they've they've had a lot of momentum uh, the past couple of weeks, and I, I hope this doesn't detract them because they have a good squad over there. And there's, you know, like you said, there's a buzz. There's a good vibe about Temple softball this year that I, I love to see. We'll get to see them tomorrow. Uh, who are they playing tomorrow? Uh, Harrison County. Oh, nice. Nice. Is that out in Harrison County or is that in Temple? Temple. Nice. That'd be a, little, that'd be a nice little short jaunt for you, right? Uh, just a couple yeah. couple minutes from your house. Uh, Villarica beat Creekside 9 to nothing last night, and they continue to not give up a single run in region play. A region opponent has still not scored a single run on Villarica this year. When was the last time a, a region opponent scored on them? You go back to last year. I can, yeah. <laughs> let me uh, let me go back to last year and see uh, when the last time that happened was. Uh, Hurt County's got a big game coming up uh, today. Um, yeah, that's, that's while be we fun. while is doing that, I'll tell you the volleyball scores from last night. Carrollton beat Northside and Troop two nothing each, and then Hurt County beat Pike County and Peach County two nothing each in volleyball. So that's. Uh, your scores in the Marine South scoreboard on volleyball. On the Smith's Four Coverings Games and Events calendar for tonight, softball Bowden is facing off against Troop at home. Um, that will be kind of a big game. Um, let's be real. That's Bowden and Troop is going to be fun. Carrollton is at Chapel Hill. That should be Excuse good. Me. Carrollton's at Crapple Hill. Thank you. Thank you very right. much. Yep. Crapple Hill. Yep. And then Hurt County faces off against Villarica. Dude. And that's be a lot of fun what a wednesday slate of softball games wow yeah uh, no. all of all three of those games are gonna be good games so billy i went back in their schedule and the last competitive game that villarick has played in region play was on september 27th of last year uh they beat chapel hill four to two so that was a competitive wow. game the last time a team scored a region opponent scored was a day after that so that was monday september or excuse me that was tuesday september 27th Two days after that, Creekside scored a run on them. Thursday, uh, September 29th uh, is the last time a region opponent scored on them. Uh, Creekside scored one run. In uh, Villarica, in that game, Billy scored 26. Seems right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 20, 20, 26 to 1. So uh, Villarica has still not rendered a single run in region play in last year. Let's see how far the, they got. That the game? Do what? Was that the last region game, the 26th of September? Uh, no, 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 no. They played. Uh, do, 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 uh, they played one, two. They played two more region games before the playoffs started. Uh, both against Tri Cities, and both of them they won 19 to nothing. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, since September of last year, they've not allowed a run. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. And, and last year they made it all the way to. August 25th without allowing a run in region they beat Chapel Hill 12 to 3 
Uh, and this year they are going to go into the uh, month of September not allowing a single run in region play. And it's going to be interesting tonight seeing them play against Hurt County because the, Hurt County is the type of team that you'll see in Columbus or see in, in the playoffs. So it's not going to be, you know, their region, which is garbage. It's going to be, you know, teams like Hurt County. So right. I'm kind of interested to see how Villarica fares tonight. And I love what Hurt County does. Like they go up against good opponents in much, much higher classifications. Like they have a Hurt County's non-region schedule is nuts. All right, so you need another cup of coffee? Yes, sir. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strong with the Robert Gould. I wonder if Robert's like really pissed off that we do that with his name. I can guarantee you he's never heard this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Colts don't trade Jonathan Taylor and the running back remains on the pup list. Oh, what a mess, dude. What a mess is going on out there in Indianapolis. <laughs> oh, geez. I... Uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor will at least miss games against Jacksonville, Houston, Baltimore, and Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, the Colts' yes. next best opportunity to deal Taylor could be before the NFL's October 31st trade deadline. I, what an absolute mess. What an absolute mess out in Indy. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Giolito among a host of angels placed on waivers. Dude. And that was shocking. Uh, yeah, Lucas Giolito, Matt Moore, Ronaldo Lopez, Dominic Leon, Hunter Renfro, and Randall Grichuk all were cut yesterday by, by the Angels. I mean, they I, like that that's like half their that's like half their roster. I, I don't know what they're doing. I, I don't know. I'm very I'm very confused. Especially you know, after I know. not dealing Shohei. <laughs> I know what they're doing. They're making room for Shohei. Yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, I don't know how much money that frees up for them next year, but I, I, if I was Shohei, I would see this as the Angels giving up on this season. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think Shohei's going to stay out in, in in Anaheim anyways, but yeah, it's just very odd. Well, I mentioned that the that Shohei and the Angels are 12 and a half games back in that AL West. So what yeah, that they, makes sense. What are they at in the in in the wild card? I'm assuming they're pretty much the exact same in the wild card. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, twelve and a half back on the wild card. So, and, yeah, they and Shohei is now no longer pitching for them. So, yeah, yeah, go figure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Bringer of Rain has been released by the Yankees after less than two years. Josh Donaldson. I hate that dude. I, I really do. Uh, I'm a big Josh Donaldson fan. Um, you you don't hate that dude. You hate that comma dude. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love Josh Donaldson. I love the bringer of rain. You know, I know he was only here for one year, but it was a it was a fun year. Um, I I would you know, I'm kind of a sentimental guy. I would like to see the Braves kick the tires on him, but but again. He's been on the DL for a while. He's been on the IL. He's been injured a lot this year. He's 37 years old. I really don't know if he'd fit in anywhere. I don't know if he would take a minor league contract. He hasn't had a great year this year. Um, hitting a buck 40, uh, buck 42. Uh, you know, maybe it's one of those things that if he agrees to a minor league contract, we kind of kick the tires and see what he's got. I hate that for Josh because he, he, he was pretty fun when he was when he was playing here. So I hope he lands on his feet somewhere. Uh, USA coach Greg Berhalter yet to re resolve the Gio Reyna dispute. Oh God, what are we? Do oh, what are we doing? Such a joke, oh. dude. 
The United States men's national team is such a joke. And unfortunately, it looks like the women's national team is also falling in, in, in step with the United States men's national team. I, the, the Soccer Association for America is, is an absolute joke. Like, I, I am getting so pissed off at what they have done with the men's and women's team. It's just... It's just frustrating, man. We have 62 bajillion people living in this country, and we can't string together 16 people every four years to have a good soccer team. I just don't understand it. I really don't. And then finally today, 1997, the first WNBA championship. Houston Comets beat the, the New York Liberty. New York Liberty. They have a pretty cool logo, New York Liberty do. They have, they have a nice uh, floor design as well. I, I like the Atlanta Dreams logo and floor design too. Like they're, if, if you haven't seen their floor design and stuff, pretty neat. Pretty neat little floor design. They have cool. They have cool jerseys. Well, let's get out of here on a Wednesday because we've kept you guys long enough. Holy crap! I'm just looking at the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's our podcast. We'll do it as long as we want. Uh, for Bryce Sparling, I am Billy Lindall. Have a great hump day, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow, same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.